And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John well, we are back. It is another episode of the Weighing In Podcast where my man Josh Thompson and I are going to talk about all of the fights that took place this weekend. And man, there was a plethora of those. We had Bellator, we had the PFL from Wales, and we had the UFC from San Diego. Some really good fights. There was some outstanding fights in all of them. lot to talk about. How you feeling, my brother? Oh, I'm I'm still exactly. recovering a little bit from the vacation <laughs> in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. People, if you guys haven't been to Sioux Falls, it's a it's a cute little town, man. But it's really grown in the last 10, 12 years since I've been going there. And it's it's a fantastic town of good people there. Um, it's great to be there, man. I love going there and having fun, especially when the fights are there. You get to do you get to be around all the fighters that are that are in town for the fights. You get to see a lot of old faces ran into Robbie Lawler, who's one of my all-time favorite fighters, as, as well as people. And um, I ran into my old manager, who's one of my best friends, Bob Cook. And uh, saw him. I haven't seen him in a long time. And so he's been living in Puerto Rico now for the last, you know, I don't know, two years, year and a half, yeah. like back and forth, but mainly in Puerto Rico. So I haven't seen him in a long time, but... Some big news, some big things coming up for the young, uh, young talented fighters that are all making their way into into these bigger promotions. Got to meet a lot, of, a lot of young, young talented, good wrestlers that were in town for the fights that came down from the University of Minnesota. So that was uh, that was fun, kids. It's so funny to see. I look at them like you're so you young. Can't be older than like fifteen, <laughs> I sixteen know, dude. years old. I'm standing there looking no. at these guys, and I'm going, dude, do you realize? Not only could you be my kid, you would be my kid after I had a kid for 20 years. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Horrible. And so horrible. we uh they they have another one. It's called Great Shots. It's not called Top Golf there, but it's like a it's a version of, of Top Golf. And we were all there for the weigh-ins, and a lot of the guys were there. We we're having some fun playing some golf. And and uh, by the way, you still owe me five bucks, buddy. <laughs> Venmo. There you go. <laughs> You like if you all want to know how this bet went, (laughs) super easy. (laughs) Let's all be real. I'm good. Oh, dude, please. It was it was easy. Uh, Easy work. Easy work. Easy work. I I hit a Robbie's money. I hit a beautiful seven iron, 180 yards, and it goes over it. (laughs) Come on, it's not supposed to do that. (laughs) Cool. Oh, but you just gotta know how to use your clubs, man. Obviously. I know how to use your clothes. It was overcompensating. It's too much Bluetooth, buddy. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> overcompensation does <laughs> it to you every time. Uh, too much Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but uh, the fights were good. Um, not just at Bellator, but the, the UFC fights were good. The uh, PFL had some shocking results. You know, if uh, you're fans, if you're a fan of Roy McDonald. Uh, overall, though, it was a good week in a lot of fights. I mean, because we were in Sioux Falls and um and uh i was we had the fights uh yesterday was it on friday, friday. We had the fights on friday right and then yesterday we were traveling all day yesterday so i got home last yesterday afternoon around four o'clock and i had to sit and watch all those fights and I had to scroll back through and watch all the pfl fights so i was i was up until about one o'clock trying to get all these <laughs> fights in i was like Shit. a lot of fights <clears throat> but it was good um i john i, I was it's I enjoy seeing all the old faces. Yeah. You know, um, 
it was not it was nice it was really nice to see you know rich rich child was there as well dave martin who manages a bunch of guys was there robbie lawler was there logan was there um first time i've ever really like hung out with logan for a long period of time and super super good kid i know he's always been really respectful and nice but super good yeah. kid i uh, enjoy being around all those good robbie lawler's probably I was, I was telling stories about when i saw him fight landon showalter and well, i can't remember what casino was that but <laughs> this kid with this <clears throat> kid with this really curly hair like kind of frizzy curly hair and it was all poofy and it was like kind of you could tell it was like dyed it used to be dyed blonde or whatever and it kind of faded to like an orangish color tint it was almost like highlighted and then he was hawaiian you know he had like the hawaiian shorts on it looked hawaiian i was like man who is this kid like hitting mitts and he just went out there and starched this poor kid, Landon Showalter, and put him stiff. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit. And then two, and then I saw him, like, the next time I saw him was in Hawaii when we were fighting on the same card uh, called Shogun, where uh, the UFC signed all, a lot of us. There was Pete Spratt. There was Cabbage. There was Eves Edwards. There was Dwayne Ludwig, myself. Kid Yamamoto. That was when I fought Kid Yamamoto. Yep. There was a lot of people on that card. Anyways, but, man, he was... After that, I was a fan. After his first fight, I ever saw, I was like, "Who in the hell is this?" Guy? I think most people, yeah, most people's first time of seeing Robbie was when he fought uh, Aaron Riley in in yeah. the UFC, and you know, it was, dude, it was a great fight. It was a barn burner, and it was when Dana went, "I love this kid," and he put him onto the main main fight because of it wasn't the main event, but the main fight for that card was for the best damn sports show period, which was. You know, gonna put the UFC on, which was unusual at the time, because you know people go back, they don't realize how hard it was to be on TV and all the yeah. trouble there was. And Robbie against Steve Berger was the fight. That was the one that they decided to put yeah. on there because Robbie was exciting and he was he he did his job against Steve Berger. Yeah. Yep. No, I remember that. I mean, he he had some great fights. You know what I loved about him always a little bit. How I kind of feel the same way about Nick and Nate Diaz is. When you when the media goes, oh hey, how's your wife? How's your kids? He's like, look, I'm not fucking doing this. We're not talking about my family. We're not talking about my, you know, how's your dad? I don't know. No, that's not what we're doing. Talk about the fight. Talk about how my camp was. That's it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I like this guy because I was in the, I was sitting there when the media kept trying to ask him. He's like, yeah, look, and he just got up and walked out. He's like, look, I'm not doing that. You want to ask no, about the, the fight? The, yeah. Well, because he got in trouble actually. Because Robbie wouldn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie doesn't talk a lot, no. especially unless he knows you. Yeah. Then he'll open up. But Robbie doesn't talk, and so you know the media would ask him a question. So how's your camp? Good. Yeah. So you know how, how are you feeling about your opponent? Good. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he would just continue. Good. Yeah. Nah. He wouldn't say no. You go. Nah. <laughs> he, so they. They sent him to, um, like, media camp. They sent him to, like, a... Yes. They gave him, like, funding to, to do this. They gave him the ability to go, hey, we, we need you to talk more mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't who he was. That was great. I love that about him, though. No, he's good, man. He's a good guy. And then just hanging out with him all, right. all week and just brings back so many memories, you know, from way back in the day, like UFC 32, 35, 37, you know, and... I, all those things, 37 and a half. 37.5. I, said, I was supposed to be on that card. Yeah. Huh? That's how Eve's gotten. Yeah, but you weren't. That's how Eve's gotten. You weren't. You weren't, though. It wasn't. Nope. No. No. You had to wait all the way to 44. Yeah. That's how Eve's Edwards got in the UFC, though. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull out, he goes in, and then we fight later uh, on. And how all things happen. Man. <clears throat> yeah. 
I like the guy. All right. Let's talk about what occurred here. Where are we going first? Let's go Bellator's first because it was Friday. Then we'll do PFL, it was Friday, which is in the right. morning. We'll Friday, then we'll do PFL and end and it with we'll... the fantastic UFC that yep. occurred. Look, Bellator 284, the main event was one that you're looking at and saying, you know, two of the best submission guys there were, number one in Bellator and number two in Bellator as far as the number of them. 21 submission wins for Goichi Yamuchi off of 27 wins at the time. But we said, this is going to be a stand-up battle. So, for the most part, and for the most part, it was. And the one thing that did surprise me, I said, if there was someone that was going to get, you know, go for the takedown, get the takedown, it would be naming Gracie because Goichi just didn't do that. Goichi was the one getting the takedowns. He he took him down and stuff. This show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in. They'll give you a little extra spending cash with your first initial deposit. If you guys took some of our advice last week, you probably would have went with Chito Vera. I had Chito getting this win in the later rounds. It ended up happening exactly how we had planned it out to be. I didn't expect the finish that we got, but if you would have went to mybookie.ag, capitalize on their odds that they bring you through their gambling site at mybookie.ag using our promo code Wayne in using that initial deposit of extra spending cash. You would have been able to lay some money down on Chito Vera, get that win, get those money. And guess what? That little promo code right there, Wayne in and use that QR code. will take you right to our site. You go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in. He really looked fantastic. If you're looking at, you know, how he was fighting his composure he had Naaman confused when he was going to Southpaw. He did a great job of stepping his foot to the outside and laying that left hand straight down the middle. It, it hit Gracie often. And then that his, the last scenario for the fight, when he went and, you know, he's basically putting his hands down and saying, go ahead, you know, use your jab. And he keeps on putting his forehead down into it and then just steps in with the, the right uppercut. Beautifully timed, beautifully placed, and then just, blasted Naaman and that was the end yeah I thought it was a little bit of an early stoppage and I'm not mad that they stopped him I just thought it was a little bit early stoppage I know he crumbled he took a shot or two after that but like I saw him start to move and kind of get back to his guard and guys that are good jiu-jitsu guys I, I always wondered if you refs think like hey <clears throat> this guy's known for his grappling which he is for him to be able to pull guard, get back to a comfortable position on the bottom, giving him every opportunity. Also, it was the main event. He did get dropped. He crumbled right in his place, which is how you said refs sometimes look on how they fall. Yep. I, I thought it was a tiny bit early, and I'm okay if it because it was the main event. I'm okay with him taking another shot, you know, or two. <laughs> You're okay with it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I mean, like yeah. I said, a lot of fighters they'll 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 tell you hey i want to make sure that i'm completely out don't stop this thing until i'm done done sure uh you know um and him he's had a rough go as of lately so he needs all the he needed all the opportunity and chances he could have gotten to get that to potentially get that win he's a stud name and grace he's a stud he's good on the ground but i want to remind people that yamauchi started off his career at 145 then yep. he went to 55 and then 55 was too hard for him to make also now he's at 70 i mean He's he's getting bigger, he's getting stronger, and he seems like he's getting a little bit more confident. He's filling out his body, and he feels like this. I think from what I can see, John, he is really kind of coming to his own in terms of he's good on the feet, he knows he's good on the ground, and he doesn't care where you fight him now. Whereas yeah. before, it seemed like he felt like he had to get the fight to the ground, and and, uh, and he had a really awkward style of stand-up that kind of forced people to shoot on him. But he doesn't. He fights everywhere now. 
I don't yeah. know about I don't know if I like that whole put the hands down, block the punch <laughs> with the forehead. No. But um it made for made for fun though. And what was the guy that fought Kyle Crutcher that did that? Oh my god, that was um I, kid from I like say one day. No, Cameron. Cameron Lakinosh. Cam- what is La- it? What Lakinosh? Uh Lashinoff. Lashinoff. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Cameron yeah. Lashinoff. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. It was Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he did that, and it was like, you know, and that was the funny part was, is the judges gave him credit for that in that fight. Oh my god! Because Kyle Crutchmer landed three or four beautiful shots, all hard, and actually hurt him. Mm-hmm. And because he just and came forward and then started throwing, it was like, you know, it was almost like they gave him the the whole thing. It's like round. he got hit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, his legs limped, went limp a little bit real quick. Yeah. Um, but this fight, I think, I think you're gonna see a lot of. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't have to cut Goichi Yamuchi doesn't have to cut the weight anymore. You're going to see a more improved fighter throughout the fight. You know, from rounds one to three, I think you're going to see an excited fighters, excited fight from a fighter from him because his style it, it needs a little bit more time to really set in against people. He is not overly aggressive. He lets the fight develop in front of him, but he's good all the way around. So on the ground, he can control and dominate. On the feet, he's getting a lot better as we just saw. So where does Naaman go from here, though, John? That's the real question. You know, you're looking, he's coming off of a couple of losses now. And this is, as you know, you, know, you get that one loss. And it, it can happen. And he had that. He, he lost to Rory McDonald when they fought in the tournament. He lost a decision. And then he comes back and he has a great fight against John Fitch where he gets a beautiful inverted heel hook against John. Loses to Jason Jackson in a, you know, weird fight. You know, had yeah. the whole thing with the eye. It was all strange. It was almost one that you can just like kind of push to the side. Comes, gets a KO against Lemminger. And then he fights Logan Storley. That was a five round fight and good fight. Mm-hmm. But Logan in the end puts it on him as far as hurts him, especially in the fourth round. And he takes a lot of shots, takes a beating. And then he comes back and now this is the only time in his career. Now two losses in a row it's going to get in your mind and now it's like oh my god it, you know it, what do i do to fix this he just needs to go back to being who he is the one thing that i am seeing out of Naaman now is he is more of the guy that's willing to be in the stand-up because he's more confident in his stand-up based upon his training with coach cordero but you got to stick with your roots and when you can get that takedown it was like when he fought ed ruth mm-hmm. he was shooting takedowns on a three-time nc2a division one wrestler and he needed to you know that that's that's who you are now i'm not saying you know raw dog shoot them all the time but use your hands to get into those situations and in mixed martial arts you know you're going to be able to take down a guy like that it's not a wrestling match and so he needs to get back a little bit to that i was surprised the one thing i said you know i thought that Naaman would shoot for takedowns in this only one and it was was wasn't even a, a good attempt. I was surprised that he did that with Goichi. I thought he would have done that more, and I was surprised that Goichi was the guy that was actually getting the takedowns. Yeah, he she's gotten away from his identity, which was jujitsu and his grappling. Yeah. And when he didn't get away from that, when he fought guys like John Fitch, look at the results. You know, and John. I mean, how many people in his, John's career outside of I think Josh Berkman was the only guy to ever know. Paul Harris got him too, yeah, in the knee bar. But, the, you know, in terms of who he lost to in that grappling, those grappling exchanges, Naaman is, the, you know, a 
top level jiu-jitsu guy i would have liked to have seen him utilize his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu a little bit more taking down ed ruth three-time national champ from penn state okay it said a lot about how when he wants to do something name gracie can do it he's able to take him down he's able to touch him up on the feet a little bit he's got to do the same thing against everybody because i i say like we all know styles make matchups yeah and we just talked about logan thoroughly but Naaman is one of those guys that could be a difficult go for someone who's the interim champ in Logan Storley. You know, like his style and the grappling, all those things. Koichi Yamuchi, same thing. But he didn't try to utilize a whole lot of his wrestling against Logan. It was almost like he's like, oh, I can't take him down. No, you probably could have, but he didn't really try a whole lot. Yeah, didn't try. You know, and it, when he did try, he tried when he was hurt or when he got hit. Or like, it's like, you can't try those moments. You got to be the offensive guy. Throwing those striking, getting him moving backwards, then shoot off of that position. Don't try and be a defensive wrestler against someone who is a top dog like in Logan Storley. Yeah. So um it makes for it makes to see where what they're gonna do with him because I know that they like him. I know they I know we all know Bellator loves him and he's a great guy. He's 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 brings brings the actions. He's been involved with a bunch of good fights. He doesn't turn fights down. He wants to fight everybody. Yep. And that's what you want from your top level guys. Never saying no to the top level guys, and that's what he does. So, but Goichi Yamuchi now is he just inserted himself like a adrenaline shot right into this 170 pound division. That yep. was something that that just shot him right up into that mix. So you've got Amasov who is now coming back from Ukraine. Um, who is back training. I don't know how soon he'll be ready to fight, but then you've got Logan Storley, who is the interim champion, and you've got Jason Jackson, who's waiting in the wings right now, you know, to see if he's going to end up getting a fight, a shot at the interim title or the main title. So there's a there's a little bit of a traffic jam at the top. You know, but where, where do you see uh, Yamauchi in the mix in here? I Exactly where you just, you know, started talking. I I see him jumping way up there. And Jason Jackson is the guy that's kind of stuck in a position. He doesn't have a fight. Let's take a look. And you say, if you got Amazon has got to fight Storley, you got Paige there, but Paige is doing the bare knuckle thing right now. And so that's kind of off the plate. Douglas Lima does not belong at number four anymore. Jason Jackson is a guy that he doesn't really have a fight. So when you have someone like Yamauchi coming in here, that's not a bad take on putting Jason Jackson and Goichi Yamauchi together, and that'll give you, hey, this is, this is the next guy in line. So I think Goichi just jumped uh, a whole lot of people in this, yeah. you know, weight class with that win against Gracie. Yeah, I want you know now that I'm looking at this, I'd like to see Korshkov versus Yamauchi. Korshkov, huh? Yes, Korshkov's ranked number six right now, and I know that I know that Yamauchi needs to make his run, but this was his first fight at 170. Yeah, so but he beat, another... he beat the guy that's above. I get it. Gorshkov. I, I mean, but wait until because you have a traffic jam there. Well, I don't know what's going on with the MVP. MVP is supposed to do the bare knuckle yeah. thing. Um, you know, um, I, I, yeah. So if that happens, then that's fine. He'll be out for a little bit longer. Who knows how his hands will hold up uh, during that as well? Jason Jackson sitting in the loom. Uh, Douglas Lima. Who knows what's going to happen with him? So if he slides down, Naaman's going to slide down. And then you've got you've got Korshkov and you got Goichi right there, probably at four and five, to be honest. Yeah, which is where you should have because Douglas doesn't deserve to be above Korshkov anymore. Neither does Naaman. So you've got Korshkov and now Goichi in that mix. So they'll probably be four and five or five and six together. Yep. I'd like to see that fight. Yep, that'd be a good fight. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about what's uh, what was the next fight on there. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. It was a no contest. There's nothing to talk about. 
Steve Mowry ended up getting a, a finger in his eye. You know, you never know when it, when someone gets poked in the eye. Sometimes you'll you'll see a poke, and I mean, the guy's finger goes two digits deep into the guy's eye socket, and the guy's able to continue. And then there's times when they just get a touch, and it scratches the cornea, and then you, you have a hard time opening your eye. And mm-hmm. you know, it happens. You know, it happens in the sport. Mowry wasn't able to continue, and it goes to a no contest. Like it didn't happen, so that, I think yeah. that that's enough with it. We got Alimale and McFarland came back against Bruna Ellen. It was a good competitive fight. It had its moments. The uh, third round, when Bruna Ellen jumped to a guillotine, it was tight. Yeah, I think that they uh, they both had won a round, so it was the deciding yeah. round going into it. That guillotine was a tight guillotine. Alimale did all the right things to try to alleviate the pressure of it and switched it into. Not quite the Von Flew that we normally see. It was more shoulder pressure because she was not, you know, off to the side, but used a Von Flew technique in creating pressure on Bruno, where Bruno finally had to release the hold. And so now it was Alimale that was being the offensive fighter in there. Uh, you know, I heard people, you know, both, you know, thinking that Alimale won, thinking that Bruno won. It was a very close fight. I, I give Alimale a lot of credit. She came out and she was she was slugging in a way that showed that you know what she was in there to try to win the fight and try to win it impressively. She was throwing down with you know Bruna in a way that Bruna has got the advantage with the hands I thought going in, but in the end, Alimale McFarland comes back gets off of the snide as we would say because she was on a two fight losing streak there and gets that win against Bruna Allen. When fighters, when fighters start talking about retirement, they start talking about yeah. their injuries. You start, you start wondering what they're doing it for because you know that in the back of their mind they're thinking one foot in, one foot out. You know they're kind of already out the door. And I was, I wanted to see how she would react to this fight. Bruna Allen to me was a better version of Justin Kish. Is a better fighter than Justin Kish, but she's also smaller than Justin Kish. So Bruna Ellen's got faster feet, good lateral movement, got faster, faster hands and faster like uh, kicks. Not quite physically and as strong. N- not quite physically as strong. And that that to me played out to be the difference, though, in this fight. I thought Alimalay, she had a hard time with Kish because Kish seemed to be strong. Bruna Ellen's not a big, she's not a big girl. You know, she's a little bit small for the weight class, but she's a stud. She's an, a she's a good, really good fighter. Yeah. But I thought I thought the speed would be too much of a factor for for uh, Alimalay. And given that she's one foot in one foot out, or at least that's the impression I got with all of her interviews leading up to this fight. I didn't expect to see, uh, make, you know, Ali Malay fight at a, at a good, at a good pace and fight aggressively, which she proved me wrong. She fought a very good fight. Yep. Uh, I guess, like you said, it was a very close fight. Could have went either way. Um, it depends on how you want to judge it. I'm not going to insert myself and say how I'm going to judge this fight. So, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a good fight. And like you said, at the end, you'd like to see one person go for broke. You know, Bruna Allen's not known for her submissions. She's got decent submissions, but she's not known for them. And for it to be that tight on someone like Alimale, who probably was taking taking her submission game for granted, goes, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then that, that thing was on tight. Yeah. There was moments where the camera zoomed in on the face, and you're like, oh, this is no joke. She's in trouble. Oh, yeah. She's in a lot of trouble. Yep. And so um, then she, like you said, wiggled out, was able to you know, mount an offense of her own. So it really just came down to how the judges viewed it towards the end, but I thought it was a very good fight. Yeah. Good fight for Lehman Lay to get back on track. Absolutely. You know, it was, yeah. uh, 
you got to give it to her because you know and we're going to talk about this later with you know nina nunez putting down her gloves and saying you know i'm done i'm retiring because i want babies well alimalay has talked about she wants to have some babies and that's okay you know that's that's part of what life is about and having a family and stuff so i totally understand it but i really appreciate the effort and the the way she went about this fight you know proved a lot of us wrong that we're saying i don't think she's i don't think she's 100 percent in she's still in yeah yeah i mean like we've we've had some females that have done that as of recently like joanna Janjacek, she's done the same thing like you know i want to have a family yeah. she's not talking about she wants to have kids but she wants to be at least probably get married have kids you know later on in the line start focusing on that now step away from the fight game same thing for a lot of um the females that we've been talking to they said like, like you hit a certain time when how much do you want to have kids and how much do you want to continue to live your dream? You know, both of them are a dream. Just one is in one direction because you can't ever come back and do this. The other well, one you is can. sure it can happen later. Uh, yeah, you can. Ask Misha Tate. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but she had them when she was younger. When you're, I think with Alima Lee, how old is she? 34? I don't think she's that old. I mean, I, I'm looking in, the, I think in that era, 33, 32. Okay. So yeah, she's got, she still has time. She still has time. <clears throat> I think when you get into that 35, 36, yeah. you, they, that's when they, they start, start to make that, that have, they start worrying about having that choice. Yeah. yeah. So understandable. But who am I? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> we had Gohan Sarachom against Syed Soma. It was a good fight. I thought it came down to the first round. And I think the judges, I'm going to just put it out there. Syed Soma got knocked down, but he was off balance. It was, he was never hurt. And I think they looked at that and said, that was the difference maker in that round. Gave it to, to uh, Saracham. I think Soma came back, won the second round. Saracham won the third round. So it all goes back to that first round. And uh, I I really look, it was a de- uh, split decision. I know Soma you know, was upset with the fact, but when you have these close fights, don't be upset. You, you got to go after your opponents. You know, Saracham had his moments where he was landing great shots. Soma had his moments. When it's a close fight like that, it can go either way. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Like when it goes back to the old days when when Dana would say, "Do you want to be a fucking fighter?" <laughs> like, don't leave this shit up to the judges. Burt Watson works for Bellator now. He's in the back and he gives his speech every single time, and it's he's made it slightly different than the one that he used to give to the UFC guys, but it's very similar in terms of guys. You're going to be super upset, fucking very disappointed when that judge has to read off the cards. Don't allow it to go there. Give it, lay it all out there. I see a lot of fighters sometimes when the round's close and it's the third round and then you hear the clack, clack and they just step back and circle away. No, no, you have 10 seconds to still win this fight. Like, let it hang out. I mean, what do you have to lose? An L is an L. It doesn't matter whether you got knocked out or you went to a decision. It's still an L next to your name. So, um, in this situation... Saad Soma is known to be a slow starter. He's known he he just because he's a he's a lighter. I look at it, he's a lighter heavyweight. He's got thick legs and ass. I mean, but he's a smaller in stature. Yeah, I guess I should say heavyweight. Um, so he but he tends to he's got great cardio. So he tends to start slow and he drags the fight out into that midway through the second round. And then he starts peppering you with leg kicks. Then he starts letting the hands go. Then he starts pushing you around a little bit. And if he can get a takedown or get on top, he'll do that. But he starts touching you up, and he's very he's very good with the lateral movement and landing off of that movement. He does a great job. For heavyweights, it's hard to deal with. Um, Sarcom, though, is really good. Long jab, good combinations, trains with uh, with Gegard. And he has, he, he has the ability to stick and move 
and he rolls off of his punches and lands very well. I I I gave Sarakam the fight, but I don't. It doesn't really, like you said, when it's this close, I don't really care. Yeah. You can't be mad nope. at the judges because you left it up in their hands in these type of situations. Yeah, that's exactly it, Eric. Because we've got to get we've got to get away from John. What we've fighters, people at home watching fights, media. We've got to get away from saying, oh, it was a robbery. No, it wasn't a robbery. Let's get away. And I'm not saying anyone's saying this, no. but I'm saying we get you get too comfortable just throwing that word out there all the time because it was a close fight and you thought you somebody should have won. Way. Yeah, exactly. And so it's no different than like, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing people say the goat. Oh, Jeez. it's the goat. No, stop. Jesus, getting out of control. Oh God, it's getting, you know, or the word legend. No, no, no. And you're not a legend. No, no. You're good. You're a good fighter. Okay, that's it. You're not a legend, though. Anyways, next. All right, we had Aaron Jeffrey taking on Austin Vanderford. Austin coming back off of his first loss ever against Gegard Mousasi. This was Aaron Jeffrey taking this fight on eight days' notice. And I said when it happened, I said, that's a lot tougher fight for Austin Vanderford than what he was scheduled to take on. Aaron Jeffrey is good everywhere. He's a good defensive wrestler. He's a good offensive wrestler, even though he doesn't come from any kind of wrestling background. He's got good hands. He's tough as hell. He's a grinder. He doesn't stop. And he was able to hurt Austin early in the fight and then ended up putting him down again. Austin wasn't able to respond. Right now, you got to be wondering what's going through Austin Vanderford's mind as far as confidence-wise. A guy that was 11-0, full of confidence, believing in himself. Where is he at this point? John, you take your first loss, but I think what's made it even more difficult, to be honest, is his number one training partner and friend, Johnny Eblen, comes back in the next fight, very next fight, and beats Gegard Mousasi the way that he yeah. beat him. That, to him, is now where is he mentally? Like, this is my number one training partner. You, I just lost, and now you came in and won, and I know how I do with you. I know where does that put you mentally? Where does that put you? That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot. There's a lot going through his mind. I've just got my first loss. How do I deal with that? Now he's lost twice. It, he's he had never lost ever yeah, in his career, no. and now he's got two in a row. He's thinking, well, shit. What am I gonna do? Like, what? How do I fix this problem? And as far as Jeffries go, he fought. He fought good. Very like you said, very good defensive wrestler. But what I really liked was that. Even though he was throwing, he was throwing his good combinations. He was coming right around the edge of Austin's yeah. gloves and was lining those shots right at the ear, right behind the ear, right both at the ear. Both shots, nicely. Both done. shots. You know, I mean, you know who that he, hit him. Both in the same spot. Both right hands. Both right behind the yep. ear. Well placed. Accurate. Well done. Two guys in the early parts of uh, MMA. Were the ones that started doing that? Can you name them? Wow, that's that's a good question. Started doing it. Started to do. Who did the the loopy punches around the ears and around the guard well, like well, that? Well, Fedor Fedor used to do that looping shot around. So there's one. Yes, that's one. And then the other one that I would say would be Chuck. No, no, no. Rich Franklin did. Oh, Rich. Yeah, because if you watch, yeah, Rich Chuck Chuck yeah. did it. I get what you're saying, yeah. And actually, to be honest, Chuck's yeah. I, I just completely forgot about the Chuck, Chuck was before Rich. Because Chuck would throw, Chuck would go straight. Oh, though, he would first, go straight, though. but he would definitely do that big yeah, loop around. Chuck, he loved that overhand right where he would duck down and loop it over. Yeah, that's more of an overhand yeah. right with Rich though. He 
he would go around yeah. your gloves on purpose, you know, in that style. And that's how Fedor did it too with his ground up pound, how he would fake like he was throwing the straight punch when he was on top, but he'd come around the side of your glove and hit you on the side of your ear. Those are the two guys that uh, come to my head right away. And Rich was, Rich was that guy because he re- when he fought guys, they would just put their hands up straight and he would just work his way right around to the ear. But very similar situation with Jeffries. Um, he caught, like you said, twice, two times, and very nicely placed. Yeah. And and not not to say that it not to say that it was no. lucky. It looked like it was very it, that it was, was planned, not luck. That was accurate. Done. It was it was thought of, and he did it on purpose. And if you watch how Austin Vanderford's previous fights were, and every time he would get hit, he would just normally just cover up right in the front. So that was you could tell it was planned. He knew that he had to go around the guard. So why just punch at the gloves when I can go around the guard? Nicely done. Great performance by him. For somebody who only took the fight on eight days notice, John, he looked ripped, man, coming in. I saw him at the weigh-ins. I was like, this guy's been training. It's not like he hasn't been training. He you know, I, ripped. I talked to him about that. I said, you know, coming in, I said, you know, you just, you're coming off of a recent fight. How was it? And he goes, he goes, look, I'm just going to be honest. He goes, I'm boring. He goes, all I do is train. He goes, I, I have a, I have a, a degree in nutrition and, you know, and science. He goes, and so I, I'm kind of a nerd about my nutrition and, and what I do to work out. He goes, so I stay in shape. He goes, so it's no big thing for me to take the fight. I go, okay. <laughs> you know, so it kind of said yeah. it all. <clears throat> well, I mean, is, is he no? married? I mean, with with, with, with a, a mullet, mullet like that, that, I wouldn't think any. Dude, the the mullet <laughs> has guy. definitely made a comeback. He's just out there slanging dick. Uh, we you need to get is. Roy Nelson back <laughs> out here, man. <laughs> oh, jeez, he's just out there slanging <laughs> dick. You know, he is. <laughs> he's got the hit the bluetooth dot com and use our promo code. Oh. <laughs> so great, I love it. Uh, jeez, oh, business in the front, party in the back, it, buddy. Business in the front, party in the back. Uh, next fight. Oh, dude, you got a, a, a debut for Marcus Breno going against a very tough individual that we know of and Josh Hill, a guy that's you know had a hell of a career. And Marcus Breno, very young, talented. We knew he had power. He's got a good ground game. He's got power in his hands. But his stand-up has gotten way smoother. It's more technical. He fucking went to the body, Josh, at times. His left hook to the body ate Josh Hill up you want to talk about what a body shot will do to to someone josh hill was in shape and you could see it was causing him to have to regroup get a breath it was just devastating to him overall josh hill tough as hell came out he actually won the third round you know because breno kind of slowed it down a little bit but what a win by marcus breno and coming out and proving hey i'm here yeah, John, I, I wasn't working the show, but I was there. We were all up on the top deck and watching the, and we weren't really like kind of just drinking. You were drinking? Out, not really watching the fights. No, no, no. I just was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were watching I, everyone I have, else. I thing. You know me. I drink, I drink, I yeah, drink you're a lot of soda. It. I got it. <clears throat> and so, and so we, all I know is we were, we started hearing, oh, oh, and the crowd started, going, oh, and it was, and so everyone turned, started paying attention. It was in the first probably minute and a half. And I was like, this freaking fight is insane because because I wasn't working the fight. I was like, okay, I had heard of Marcus Breno. I never heard, had really done a lot yeah. of research on him. But as I'm watching, I'm like, this kid is good. This kid is really good. And he's fighting Josh Hill. He's pushing Josh Hill around. He's touching him with combinations. He was making it look yeah. easy. And I, it was just one of those where all of a sudden now in my mind, I've got 
this kid, whoever he is, I got to go home, look him up, check him out, see what he has, look up his old fights. Because these are the guys that you <clears throat> you bring into a promotion to help put a shot of adrenaline into your weight class. And that's kind of where we're at right now. This is one of those. And this weight class is one of the best weight classes in the world, you know, across the board in almost every promotion. And so I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where he goes uh, in the future. But for him to come in and have to fight Josh Hill and Josh Hill being – the guy that he is, Josh Hill's the guy, like you said, tough as nails, will always be there in the third round. And he showed that he'll be there in the third round in this fight. And he's someone who can take shots, deliver yep. shots, can wrestle. He's very yep. well-rounded. And Breno just was able to beat him to the punch and a lot of things and mix up the combinations that really kept Josh, Josh Hill. Yeah, was, I'm being honest. You know, Going into this, I was like, look, I've seen Breno fight. He's good, but I don't think that he's ready for Josh Hill at this point. I think Josh is just too experienced of a fighter, too much veteran knowledge, and he's going to end up causing him problems. Did not happen, man. Breno's speed yeah. and just his fluidity in the fight was just incredible. I, man, hats off to him. Great win. Mm -hmm. uh, what other fights on here? You uh, the, talk you know, the only one I'm going to... Uh, Sullivan Cully looked fantastic, but he should. The kid's going to be really yeah. an outstanding uh, light heavyweight. He's got speed. He's got power. He's got the full package. Pat Downey was this was his debut fight in MMA, debut fight in Bellator. Everyone's been waiting for Pat. You know, unbelievable wrestler throughout his career at Iowa State. You know, had some issues with fighting without getting paid. And, you know, has come in is now getting paid. And, you know, he made quick work of Nelson. But, you know, let's put it th this has to be said. He, this is a guy coming from that wrestling background. But Pat Downey has been doing submission grappling now. He's been working out with. You know, he's working out with Cyborg. Uh, that's his coach right now. Him and um, what's that? Pena. Well, he's got Louis Pena, Luis but Pena. he's also got um. Goddamn, I'm trying to think of the other one. I can't remember. But I'm losing my mind. But anyways, he's a submission grappler, and he's been going into big time submission grappling tournaments. So he's not gonna take the fight and be just the normal wrestler that mauls you. He's going after the submissions, and he did that right away, and that's why, well, what was it, 36 seconds? You know, look mm -hmm. out. And I, lo I loved his interview. I, I did the interview with him, and I'm like, I've got to, you know, he, he says this thing, and he tries to grab the mic, which is always funny because the guys are like, you know, they're going to get the mic from him. It's like, that ain't going to happen. But, you know, he says, you know, the whole thing, and he says, you know, all, to all these middle I'm coming, motherfuckers. And I was like, I've got to end it on that. It's perfect. I, I, I don't, I don't want to ask him another question. Yeah. I don't want to say anything else. So, you know, I leave with it, but great job you know he did what he was supposed to do yeah, yeah guys like him right <clears throat> there's a big um ceiling for him we all know that there's he can get there but which pat down here we're gonna get it we gonna get the focus one or the yep the one that was getting in fights in school the out of control yeah, yeah. so uh, i guess we're gonna have to wait and see if you're a promotion you're probably you're a little nervous but you also know that the ceiling is high and you know that there's a lot of potential there to be made and and uh, exciting fights for him to have. So um, I think the promotion is extremely excited about having him. It's just a matter of hopefully yeah. we can keep him focused and uh, and have some great fights because there's a lot of guys for him to fight that we're looking forward to. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap up our Bellator talk. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to move right into PFL. Let's go. <clears throat> talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. Um, we sat, we've sat up here several times and talked about how much we both really, really like Roy McDonald as a person. Oh, I've always liked him as a fighter since he's fought Carlos Condit way back in the day. 
uh, when he made his splash onto the scene. I've always loved him as a far. He everyone used to give him a hard time because he had this the uh, Canadian psycho look to him, almost like American psycho look to him. But he fights his ass off, and you can never take anything away from him. But he's taken so much damage in his career. I believe he's got a what do they call like a, a fiberglass nose? He's got one of those fake bridges or whatever from his Robbie Lawler fight. He's got a bunch of other little issues that have happened to him in the past with some of his action fights, some of his fights that he's had. <clears throat> I just, I don't know, John. I, I think, I, I don't want to tell any fighter when it's time for them to hang it up. Because, you know, he can still get wins. He can. But are you doing it for just the money? Are you doing it to get in? Like, if you're if you're losing in the finals, then I'm like, ah, but you're not losing in the finals. You're losing in the in the quarters, sometimes you're struggling to even get into the into this thing. Dave, pull up pull up Rory's record because I want you to see in PFL where he's at now. Okay, stop right there. Take a look at what we have. He's got a, a win against Curtis Millander. Okay, Millander, and that was you know, let's be honest. When you're the PFL, and we talk about this all the time. When you're a fighter, and this is you know the Sugar Sean O'Malley thing, and you know this is. When you are that fighter and you're not making a lot of money, I understand why you don't want to fight a top-level guy. But when you are the fighter that's making a lot of money, you're going to have to. But PFL gave him, you know, Curtis, that's that's a gift. He got a win. Then he fought T-Bow. He loses. He loses to Ray Cooper. He beats Brett Cooper. Again, a guy, I love Brett Cooper, you know, longtime veteran, but not, you know, uh, someone that you look at out of, the six fights that he's had, and I'm sure that's the end of his contract, he's two and four. There's a reason for it, Josh. Mm -hmm. And it's not against all top-level guys that you say, that, that guy's a killer, that guy's, he'd be good anywhere. Mm -mm. It's just a different time. And and it's, you can only crash that truck so many times. And you, when you see a fighter like Rory start to fight a different style, he's fighting a different style now. And it's not the style that made who made him who he was because now he knows I don't want to get hurt. And when you don't want to get hurt going into the fight, it's going to make you fight a different way. And it's just not, it's not the Roy McDonald that we've become accustomed to. I love the guy. I don't want to see him go anywhere. I think he's a wonderful human being. I think he's been an incredible fighter, but are you going to pay him all that money to fight guys that you're going to feed him just so he can get a win? Here's the thing. I think, John. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But I think how much of it is motivation as well? He seems like he's, he's self-motivated almost always when you talk to him. Mm -hmm. But you have to, You, I think you have to really wonder about fighters that, are you really motivated though? Like certain fighters, like I'll give you an example. If I was to fight when I was to fight like Bronzulis, and I, I think uh, Bronzulis was a he's a, that was a good fighter, but I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of respect for not I had respect for him, but I wasn't concerned about what you have he respect brought. for him, not for his talent. Yeah, I, I, I was like, there's no there's no way he beats me. Like there's certain things you you take that kind of for granted. I think. I don't. Roy doesn't strike me as a person who does that. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I've fought all the best guys in the world already. These guys are not on my level. And then things like this happen. What happened with him with uh, Taylor? You know, he gets clipped, and it's it's done. It's over. And so it's 
you can say he got clipped. How was he doing in that fight up to that point? Yeah, he was struggling. Struggling. Yeah, the speed's not there. And that's the, exa- that's the, the exact word I would have used. I said, it's not that he was, you know, you want to say losing. Yeah, at that point, he's losing as far as the round, but it's, you know, yeah. but he's struggling. And this is not a guy that he would have struggled with in the past. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I just I looked at it like he got, look, when he fought Cur- Curtis Melender, he got the submission, put him six points. Mm-hmm. He was already in the playoffs. So then how does he prepare? Like Gleason T-Bow, just don't take any in, don't take any damage. And he still lost that fight. <clears throat> but it was one of those like, okay, I'm already in the playoffs. What do I, it, does that does that format cause for things like that? That's almost like I said, open scoring. If you open already scoring, know you're yeah, in, got it down. if you yep. already know you're in the playoffs, then you end up with fights like that where, okay, then he gets there. Now he's losing to, to Gleason T-Bow. And he gets in and fights Ray Cooper, which, you know, Ray Cooper's a stud. He's uh he's got heavy hands, you know. Uh, he's got to fight smart against Ray Cooper. Yeah. Then you get in the, the next round. You go to the next uh, into the following year. Brett Cooper is your opening fight. He gets a submission. Now he's back in. He's back in the playoffs. He doesn't need to fight. Uh, C. Uh, what's his name? Sabadu C or whatever it is. He yeah. doesn't have to fight. He doesn't. He doesn't Spotable. have to finish him. He doesn't have to knock him out. He doesn't have to do any of those things. He can just get through the, and he's still in. And then he goes and he has this performance. It's almost like I did my part in the opening what? round. <clears throat> this isn't even the guy he was supposed to fight. Yeah, that's true as well. The guy he was supposed to fight, that dude's good too. Mm. You know, he couldn't get a visa to get into uh, Great Britain, but man, you know, I'm just, I'm just being honest when I look at it. It's like I don't want to see him out there yeah. just taking L's for the paycheck. He's he's been a great fighter. He's taken a lot of damage, like you said. You know, it's not only his nose; his leg is screwed up from the Doug Lima fight. You know, he's got you know the the just all these issues, and it's like there comes a point. And yeah, he's still young. I'm not taking anything away. Age wise, he's still a young fighter, thirty three years old or so. It should be in the prime. But when you've taken some of the you know fights that he's had and the damage that he's taken in those fights. It's taken a toll. Yeah. No, I agree. Next. Dave. Next thing. Yes, Dave. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I, couldn't Dave. My, I couldn't find my tab there. Ante Daliha versus Henan Fareja. Ante came out there, knew, I'm going to take you to the ground, and I'm going to punch you until you can't stop what I'm doing. That's what he did, you know. He's in looking against uh, Fahea, super tall, big reach, yeah. probably one of the biggest reaches I think that there is in the sport of MMA. He's like an eighty-five inch reach Jeez. or eighty-six inch, just crazy. That's John Jones, eighty-four, right? Eighty-four, yeah. wow. which is amazing. But yeah, when you're uh, on your back, the reach doesn't matter. Yeah. And Ante put him there and just punched him to the point where mark goddard said that's enough you're just hiding now becoming a punch bag and some of those shots got through his defense you could see he was hurt and then he just you know turtled up nothing for him to do great win for delia yep you know coming from croatia you know he's got he had his hero in mirko krokop there that was nice to see and uh you could see the emotion in that kind of win that that puts him in the finals I look at the next fight though against Sheffield, Sheffield and Adams. Sheffield to me yep. is he's a, he's a good fighter. Yes, he is. He's, fast, he's fighting way better than he was in the past. 
Fast hands, good lateral movement, was good at keeping his back off, got taken down, never settled on bottom, popped right back up, tried to do that as much as he possibly could. Adams is a big, big person. Very big person. Big human being. When he was on top, I'm like, man, how's this guy going to get up from the bottle? Shuffle just posted the hand, tried to work his way back up. A couple times he kind of he kind of accepted, yeah, accepted the position yeah. a little bit, but... I thought he fought a really good fight. He has really fast hands. He was very accurate with his striking. I thought his fight against fantastic. Capaloza, his fight against Capaloza showed that, you know what, he's a different guy as far as yeah. the way he's fighting now. And he had the speed because Capaloza is fast and, and a great heavyweight fighter. And he was just as fast, if not faster, with his hands in that fight. And that's how he got the win there. And then I watched him in this one. I was like, dude, you're yeah. a different guy now. You're yeah. fighting so well. You know, he's got confidence. I, I, I'm that as a final. That's a great final. Yeah. I do think that Sheffield has the advantage in the speed. I don't think that, I don't think he's as strong as Dalia, but, you know, we're going to see what happens. I think Dalia's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, but this is going to be a great matchup. Next. Sadabu side, the guy we were just talking about yeah. with the win against Roy McDonald, got the win against Miranda or. Leal de Miranda, either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, you know, he went out there and did what he was supposed to do. It's, it was a good fight for him. I He's got a lot on the line with that. Didn't take the, sometimes he does that whole thing where he takes a lot of big chances and he does a lot of fancy moves. Not so much in this one. No. I think someone told him, nope, let's just go straight. We can beat this guy straight ahead. And that's what he did. Yeah, he uh his jab was very important in this fight and he had the long range kicking as well. Um yeah. he is somebody who he's got all the talent, he's good at keeping his back off the fence, even though he's he's there against the fence, he's good at not letting them hold him against the fence. He's got yeah. that long rangeiness. So when guys get in on the double leg, he's got a very wide stance, able to defend the takedowns from there. He's got to work on taking more control of the center of the cage, you no. Know? And yeah, not, he gets not, pushed back too much. Yeah, not allowing people to to do that to him. Yeah. He's with that type of reach and range and speed that he has, so fast with that head kick. He threw that head kick up there three or four times. I was like, no setup, nothing. It still got there, almost almost went through. So yeah. it was very nice to see him. He's got to get after it a little bit more. Take the center of the cage, pop the jab, stay a little bit busier. Don't let someone bully you around or push you around and put your back to the fence to where you're having to worry about defending a takedown. So he is this. I think someone said this is his fourth time in the finals. So I'm not sure, but anyway, really? yes, and maybe this is his fourth time in the tournament. But they're saying four times the charm. So they were saying they said, uh, "Let's see if maybe four the times tournament. the charm." Okay. Anyways, um, look, he's he's got a lot of skill. He's got a, he's good with the feet, but could feet with the hands. I don't know. We'll see how it all works out, though. I know. I know he wasn't. He wasn't in the finals last year. It was uh, Ray Cooper against uh, Magomed Karamov. Yeah, Karamov. There you go. So. Huh, not sure. All right. Uh, any other fights on here, John? You want to talk about? Ah, uh, you know, I want to. I want to give a shout out to Lee Chadwick. He went in there and did his no. <laughs> we talked about. We said, look, guy's strong. He's durable. He knows how to fight, and he just keeps on coming. He got a. He got a unanimous decision win. So congratulations to Lee Chadwick there. Uh, just the yeah, he's. Lee, Lee Chadwick is, yeah, he's good in terms of he's good at pushing the pace, good at getting on, you know, he never, he kind of lacks in cardio, but in this situation, he was the one that was pushing the action. Yep. Just because you can walk forward doesn't mean that you're in shape. Just to, and, and so some of his fights in the past, 
either he was cutting too much weight and would slow down by the third round, you know, wait, uh, extremely slow down and just start taking shots, but he was still coming forward. In this fight, he was the one laying it all out there. He was the one letting the combinations go. He was the one pushing the action, yeah. you know, in that at the end of that second and in that third round. Good fight by him. Yeah. Uh, Will Flurry, also another guy that's fought a long time ago in Bellator and, uh, you know, he's had some action packed fights. Um, one of my fights, that, um, one of the first fights I ever called to his, he had fought uh, Norvegni. And oof, that was a nasty fight. But uh, the kid, the wrestler from. Norbert Norvegni? Yeah, he had fought him. Yep. Really? Norvenu. Yep. <clears throat> Norvegni, very one sided. I called that fight. It was in Ireland. Yeah. It was not a good Who fight. Who won that? Will, Will Norvegni. Okay, I was going to say. Norvegni's so undefeated. Okay, that's what still, I thought. I was yeah, gonna say. He's still undefeated. Just no, doesn't no, seem to was, fight much, but kid's good. No, he, yeah, he tore his knee. He yeah. tore his knee, I think, and then uh, in training, and uh, he hasn't been back since. We need to get him back. He's young. He's only like 21, 22 years yeah, old. Good super fight. young. Uh, but Wolf Flurry, though, coming out with a good win. So, all right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk. Let's jump right into the UFC. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, just uh, John, John. <laughs> what? We said um, it. Yeah. I, look, I read the comments, guys. And I see the comments. Josh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Josh this, Josh that. Dominic's going to be the way faster fighter. Dominic's going to be the, the guy in the fourth and fifth round. He's made his career off of his off the fourth and fifth round. Dom has got better cardio and conditioning. Guys, I, men and women okay, that are listening to this show, because I know we have a couple women that love the show as well. Look, yeah, we got a listener named Amanda. A man, we have a listener named Amanda. Um, <laughs> I, wa- I want you guys to understand, I, this is not a dig at Dom Cruz. This is yeah. never going to be a dig at Dom. I like Dom as a person. I like him as I love him as a fighter. I, I, the reason why I brought all this up was you guys are, you guys are believing that Dom is still 28, 29 the, the years Dom old. Of the past, yeah. He is not. Now, the, it was very sense. evident he was the faster fighter. It was very evident he was the faster fighter. But if you guys go back in the first round and in the second round, he was the faster fighter because he was throwing everything behind everything that he had. He Everything he threw, it was as hard as he possibly could do it and as fast as he could possibly do it. That is a recipe for someone to slow down later in the fight. And that's exactly what happened. I use him all the time in, in comparison to Roy Jones Jr. I talked about it on the last show. And you guys all called me crazy. Roy Jones, as he got older, he slowed down as the fight went on. And then that's opened up for your ability to get caught. That's exactly what happened in this fight. The temperatures aren't the only thing that's hot rising this summer. That's right. The episode is brought to you by Bluetooth. And when you're talking about Bluetooth, if you are a guy out there, it's good to have confidence. It's good to know that, you know what, you are prepared to do battle and do things the way they're supposed to be done, and Blue Chew is something that can help you do that. It's a unique service online, super easy to get. The ingredients are the active ingredients that Viagra and Silas use, but in a chewable tablet and at a fraction of the cost. It's important that you realize it's so simple to sign up for. It will only take you a couple of minutes. You don't have to go to the doctor, and boom, it's going to arrive at your door. You can't ask for anything more. Go to, go to bluechew.com, use our promo code Wayne in. The best part, John, is it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations with a doctor, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. They always say first impressions are important. 
What about lasting impressions, John? Do you have a problem lasting? I know you're good at making wood, but can you lay the wood? That's the question. Lasting impressions. There's no problems Look. here at the McCarthy household, baby. <laughs> Look, go to Bluetooth.com. Use our promo code Wayne in. You get you'll have to pay five dollars for your first initial uh, purchase of shipping, but then you're also your first month will be free. Go to Bluetooth.com. Use our promo code Wayne in. Chew it and do it. And Dom, I, to me, I had Dom, I believe it was a close first round. I know you and I had talked about this off air beforehand. You know, um, I could see them giving Dom the first round, but Dom also got dropped in the first round. So I don't care how you put it, okay, on, on not just you, but anybody. It was a 50-50 round on whoever gave it to who, how the judges gave it to him. Second round, Dom won. Yeah, second round. Yep. yep. And then third round. Thir- third round. Cheeto Vera started you, winning. Yeah, Cheeto started coming around. Okay. Um, and fourth, fourth round, he was th- winning. Yeah, fourth round, he was winning. But my my point is, is that Dom was loading up so much in the first two rounds that it was a recipe for him to slow down in the fourth and fifth. And there was people going, "Hey, he's his he's known for his cardio. He's known for his movement." Well, he yes, is. He is. He's also getting older. Yeah. And as that as and, and you guys haven't watched his last couple fights, he has slowed down in those fights towards the end. He's a talented. There's no doubt that he's one of the best to ever do it, if not the best bantamweight ever. That's right. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I'm not taking any. I'm not taking anything away from him, but we all know, stylistically, his style. You need to make sure that your speed stays. Otherwise, things like this happen. This is what. This is this is how it happens because one step behind puts your head in a place that it shouldn't have been. The Dom of 28 and 29, his head would have been out of the way by then. Yeah. It would have just grazed maybe his nose or his chin or his, you know, forehead, but it just the toes would have caught it and he would have got out and he would have just kept doing what Dom does. Yeah. Now, uh, being a little bit older, this style that he has doesn't lay it, it it's going to be hard for him to keep laying this thing out the way he's been doing it for the last 10-15 years because of the style. I think I think let's be honest. You know, Dom Dom had the uh he has the passion to stay in the fight game, and he had the the target of of getting back to that title fight. And you and you got to say, hey man, I I understand with why that's where you want to go, and I and all the power to you. I'm just not sure if at this point in your career, at your age, you're going to be able to reach that with the guys that are in that weight class. Because let's be honest, the UFC's bantam weight is just filled with killers yeah there is a, a just a a gluttony of just tough fast well skilled people i looked at it and I, you know did i think don was going to get back to the championship no i didn't you know and that's just my opinion didn't mean i was right but it was even when he fought tj dillashaw when he came back he, he won those early rounds and then TJ won the later rounds and it, TJ was coming on and Dom was, he's getting tired because he puts a lot of energy out in the fight. You can only run so far before you have to slow that pace down and his pace inside the cage is going to slow down a little bit. And that's when he becomes more susceptible to being hit. I looked at this fight with Cheeto and I, and I thought, you know, on the ground, Cheeto is a much more dangerous fighter than Dom. Dom is not a submission guy, really. Dom is good. He's got he's got good ground and pound at times, but he takes people down to make them have to deal with 
the thought of, oh, I don't want to be put on my back. Then he uses his stand-up. And against Cheeto, I, I just looked and thought, Cheeto with the kick up the middle, I thought would be a little bit of a problem since Dom does that dip to the left and right, but he comes straight forward as he's doing it, and he could get caught with it. And the first round, you know, and all the judges went with uh, Dom in that, and they did it off of volume. And I look and I go, okay, I can understand it. You know, there was a lot of volume. Cheeto didn't throw that much in that. He kind of waited and he was kind of like feeling Dom out and Dom was, you know, coming after him like you're saying it. But Dom got lit by that one shot, you know, and and, and sometimes you got to look and say, which guy would you have rather been at the end of the round? Would you have rather have been Dom Cruz and what he took or would you have rather have been Cheeto Vera and what he took? Because everything that Dom threw at Cheeto, whatever touched him, had no effect on him. Didn't didn't slow him down, didn't hurt him, didn't in any way diminish him, where there's no doubt that, that just that one shot from Cheeto, it diminished Dom. It hurt him. Now now Dom got right back up. I'm gonna hear all the oh he got right back up. <laughs> he got dropped. And there's only one reason you get dropped like that is your brain got rattled to the point that it can now not control your body. Now he did get right back up, and there's another fight earlier. You know, earlier on here, the the co-main. We're going to talk about a guy getting dropped and being out and coming back. But you can only do that so many times. The older you get, it it has a toll, and it does make it to where that gas tank gets. You know, it, the 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 just the energy and the gas in it gets taken out from that shot. And I, I give it to Dom, man. He is a true competitor and he's been a hell of a champion former champion now he is the best bantamweight that there's ever been no doubt in my mind right now that someone you know somewhere along the way may take that from him but he's the guy but at this point this is the difference when you've got someone like Chito Vera power makes a difference in fights power all it takes is one he hit him a couple of times. Put what Dom was put down four times in this fight, you know, like with that, the last yeah. one. You know, I think he was put down three times total with shots. You know, one was a jab. You know, and yeah. it's like power makes a difference, and it, and it has an effect as you go forward in the fight of what you can do. I thought Dominic was fighting a very good fight. I thought he had a good game plan as far as trying to take on Cheeto. It's just they're at different levels now. Yeah, I look. I thought there was a chance that Dom had and winning this fight was to control the top position a little bit more. We talked about yeah. it last week on the car on on the last show. So if you guys haven't listened to that last show, go back. And I'm just gonna I'm just reiterating everything I said on that one. Dom, his way of winning was to wrestle, get the top position, control the top position to slow Cheeto down and win rounds. That's what and he and not get hit with big shots. And not get hit with big shots, but it had to do with Dom controlling the top position, which Dom doesn't normally do. We all know that. The history is shown with Dom. He gets a takedown. He throws one or two gets punches, up. and he backs out and lets you get back up. And sometimes he, re he mount returns you right away. He takes you right back down again to frustrate you and break you mentally. That's what he does. Dom Cruz is one of the best guys at getting in someone's head and breaking you mentally, real making you realize that you're not on my level and almost like toying with you in that cage. 
He'll take you down, let you up, and as you get up, he takes you right back down, lands shots, and the whole time, he's just chirping, he's chirping. at you. He he's that guy. He talks guy. the whole time. <laughs> he talks shit to you the whole time, and then the whole time, he's just chirping and making you feel this big, this big. He's just crushing you, and he he breaks you on the in, in mentally. He breaks you in everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. He has an answer for because he's normally the faster fighter. And then in this fight, John, to me, he was the faster fighter. I could tell that he was loading everything up and he was throwing everything with so much heat yeah. that I was like, man, after the second round, I go, if you keep having to throw this hard every single time to, to get Cheeto to move backwards or to get Cheeto to respect you by rounds four and five, he's not going to have as much respect for you. And that's kind of what happened. You know, it wasn't just the look, I'm not just talking about just the one shot. Cheeto then started walking him down and just letting it go and saying, oh, no, I'm just going to take your shot to give you a shot. You know, whereas earlier in rounds one and two, he was backing up where Dom was having to chase him with three and four punch combinations just to land one. And Chita was moving away. But by the end of round three and into round four, he stopped moving away. He's just started standing there, moving his head a little bit and then throwing or throwing and not letting Dom, not letting Dom go first. Yeah. Um. I thought that Dom was going to be able to wiggle out maybe, you know, the first three rounds if he was able to control the top position. But that very first submission threat in the first round, when Dom got the takedown, that made him go, okay, I don't want to hang out there too much. He's strong with the legs. He's strong and crafty on the ground, how he sets his things up. He's like, okay, I'm I'm not going to play here too much. And uh, then after that, Cheeto, it was almost like Cheeto got warmed up with the takedown defense because Dom was in on some deep takedowns in rounds two and three. And he spun. Beautiful sprawls, got the hips back, was able to kind of make him pay. I was like, ooh, this is not going to go well for Dom if he can't at least threaten takedowns and put him on his back. Because breaking a fighter is taking him down, then backing up and letting him up, going, okay, I got you. Now I'm still, I'm kind of winning on the cards. That's something you got to worry about. He wasn't able to get a takedown again after that. And so I think that had a little bit of play too as well um, with how Cheeto approached his fight. He's like, he can't take me down now. I see the entrance is coming. Okay, the combinations aren't hurting me anymore, and I'm going to let it all hang out. And it just so happened that he, he was able to catch Dom dipping the wrong way, you know, and he forced it a little bit with that right hook. He threw the right hook and then threw the left head kick, and it landed beautifully. Yeah. Nicely done. You can't take anything away from Cheeto. No. I'm not going to take anything away from Dominic Cruz. The guy, like, I, like you said and I said, is that he's the best Bantamweight to ever walk the face of the earth, you know, and the sad part is this. We don't even know how good and how great he potentially could have been because he was off for three years right. with that knee situation. He would have had another, let's say, seven fights. Let's low end six. seven fights, six yeah. in those three years that he was off. The three wins against those guys, he would have been able to run through his division multiple times. None of those guys could have beaten him. Hendon Burrow couldn't have beaten him. Uh, uh, T.J. Dillashaw couldn't have beaten him. Uriah Faber didn't beat him. Like these guys, they couldn't have beaten him. I don't think so. Hendon Brown would have been the guy that would have been made it interesting. Would have been interesting at that time, right? Because he had power. But I, I don't think he, I, I yeah. think that Dom was way faster than Bahao. And that would have been that would yeah. have been the difference maker. He, he would have had a hard time touching Dom, especially back then. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And but that's a fight that I would have liked to have seen. You know, when when Burrow was on his when he was on his yeah. role, just untouchable. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. All right. But hey, that's a, that was, 
wasn't as shocking to me based on because I kind of had an idea how how Cheeto had to get the fight done. Yeah. And he did did a great job. But he here, I'm gonna say this. Cheeto's gotta be careful. He can't afford to keep just trying waiting. to scramble by at the end yeah. at the waiting at the end of the round to steal it or get the you know or relying on his power every single time. Guys in the past, and one of my good friends, Gray Maynard. He fell in love with his power, and he started waiting and waiting and waiting, and then rounds snuck by, and he lost He lost fights that way. You can't afford to do that. Chito's got to be very careful in allowing things like that to happen. Who do you think they match him up against so, next? Can you pull up that weight class? I'd like to I mean, I know Peter Yawn's already fighting uh, Sean O'Malley, but that's yeah. the fight that I'd I like think, to see. I think, I think Corey Sanhagen. Ooh. Ooh. Corey Sanhagen and him, that should be... You know, you've got Al Jermaine going against TJ, and, and uh, I know you've got um, Peter Yan going against mm-hmm. Sugar Sean. Yeah. But I, if you took that fight and you put Marlon Vera and Sanhagen, yeah, that to me that's for the the guy that gets the next shot. I mean, that'd be a great. What fight. about Morab? No, I I agree with you. I think Sanhagen to me is a more it's a more entertaining fight. Morab is fighting um coming up here just in a couple days. He's fighting Aldo. Yes. Who's he fighting? He's, he's fighting, fighting Aldo, Aldo, correct? Aldo. Yeah, he's fighting Aldo. Interesting. The TJ's fighting for the title. And then Jan is fighting Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Good. I mean, we're pretty they're pretty high. This is um we've always said this, especially in this last year, is that this is the toughest weight class in the sport, right? Yes. Hands down, toughest weight class in the sport. I so, believe so I mean tons and tons of great fights to be had in this in this weight class across the sport. Uh next fight. All right, <laughs> this was one you got to look and go. Nate, the train landwehr from Tennessee against David Onama. What a fight. I mean, just the, these guys put it on out there. And, but it, big time mistakes by both of them at times. And that sometimes is why we end up having fights the way we have them. That's exactly why we have good fights. Because <laughs> they make a ton of mistakes that leads to a lot of excitement for the fans. Yep. But... Yeah, you know, there's certain things in this. Nate Landwer, what he he got knocked out. He was out, going down, out, hits the ground and woke up. And you know it's that's what happens in fights. And it, the Mike Beltran was absolutely right for letting the fight go on. You know as as it did. And uh, day, I I'm not sure if Onama at that point almost lost a little bit of his mojo in the fact of shit i had him out you know and he he's back and i'm still fighting and, and i think he lost just a little bit of steam off of that and i thought that uh james kraus did a great job as far as you know trying to get his head right and saying you know telling him hey you know you're gonna go back you we don't we don't care where we don't quit we're just gonna go back and do it again and uh but nate land where he had moments where he started showboating a little too much he could have put himself in a position to lose that fight. You know, it was a majority decision. One of the judges had it, you know, two rounds, you know, for uh, Landwehr or I think he had two rounds for Landwehr and he had one with, uh, you know, Onama because of that big shot that he fucking put on. Landwehr had it as a 10-8. You can't blame him. You know, it was, uh, it was a hell of a fight. It was fun to watch, but there was, it was also, there were moments you could go, Stop doing what you're doing. You're making mistakes here, but it was fun to watch. 
John, I think I think Landwehr, I think he understands that he was put in this position to be exciting, to make it an exciting fight, and he, he lived to his, his end of the bargain. Oh, he delivered. Win, I know that getting the win is the most important thing, but at the end of the day, I think some fighters, they just feel the need to entertain the crowd. And he, that's exactly what he did. He knew, I think he knew that Olama, even though it was dangerous still in that third round, he got clipped towards the end. Remember, he got clipped oh, towards yes, the end of that did. third round. Almost cost him the fight had he had he uh, taken another hard shot after that. But he had walked away from him several times in full side control, just stood up and walked away. And I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, control the fight. Control, do ground and pound. Do something. Continue to break your opponent. Make it exciting that way. Don't just get up and give your opponent the chance to win by by being crazy on the feet. Yeah. So but it was but in all those things being said, I'm actually glad he did it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm actually glad he did I it. I can't sit here and say, hey, you didn't make it exciting. You did. But yeah, in those did. situations, look, if I'm if I'm his coaches, I'm I'm extremely pleased with the win and I want to kill him for what he's doing inside the cage <laughs> because you're taking a chance. Look, Onama is not that dangerous off his back especially when he was tired there he was not gonna he had no danger he can't hurt you and you're gonna just stand up and, and let's get back to the stand-up fight it's like oh my god son what are you doing but it was yeah. fun it was exciting i can take nothing from him showed a ton of heart and i want to give it out to onama hey you could have folded you could have quit you could have just you know said i've had enough and you never did that that's heart, that's balls, that's guts. You showed everything that you're made of. You fought a great fight. Yeah, you didn't get the win. But, man, I'll tell you what, you proved to everyone exactly what is inside of you. So, great job. Those are learning experiences for guys like Onama, right? He's like, you know what? I was exhausted. I was tired, but I still got up and I fought out the third round. I kept going. I mean, those... You gotta look. He's gonna look back, I think, and go, you know what? I got it in me. Oh, yeah. Like, these are These are learning experiences, like... Okay, I got to do maybe do a little bit more cardio. I've got to learn how to pace myself a little bit more, you know, against fighters that I know are resilient. He found out that um, Landwehr was a it was resilient, could take a shot, could, could work through it, and had the mentality to keep going forward. You've you've uh, refed thousands and thousands of fights, John, and you've seen fighters their personality change when they've rocked somebody and hit them with a big shot, and that person doesn't go down, and they're still there. You oh, just, yeah. I've seen fights change. I've oh, seen yeah. it several times where the fight guys just that are right the, from that moment. They're the better fighter by far. And just and it, it all goes they downhill. rocked him and hit him with their best shot and they weren't able to go down. They weren't able to knock him out after knocking everybody else out with their best shot. It kills their mentality. It yep. kills their, their mental. They're like, man, what am I going to do? I can't get him out of here. And they fold. They start to fold. Onama didn't do that. Onama fought a really good, hard third round. There was moments though where you could see he was he was kind of thinking about giving up. Yep. But then it crossed his mind. Made it easier for him. Yeah, it did. It, it was there. And then Landwehr made it and easy pushed, for him. He it pushed got it up to the side. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. Hey, okay, let's go. It was great. But uh, next, another great fight, man. And I, I, I it's. Sometimes, you know, you, you hit a jackpot and the UFC matchmakers hit a jackpot. Because I was looking and why is this on the main card? Okay, not that I, nothing against, you know, either fighter as, but why is this one in the main card? It just doesn't make sense when you had people and we talked about it, like Angela Hill, who's mm -hmm. been there forever and done that and fights hard and going against, you know, Lupita. I'll tell you what, 
someone knew something because this yeah. fight, Yarugi <laughs> against you know Jasmine Lucindo, man, these two ladies delivered. They fucking went out there. They were throwing everything they had. They both got blitzed. They both did some blitzing of their own. They landed big shots. They took big shots. There was no give, no quarter taken. They stood in the middle of the cage for a lot of it and just slung it out and made for a great, entertaining fight. John, what surprised me is that Lucindo is only 20 years old. I know. And I'm like, damn, you are fucking good. Yeah. So when I look back, right, in the sport of MMA, women's MMA right now is a little bit behind the men's MMA in terms of the technique and and uh the experience they didn't get the opportunity and chances to be on the big stage until later on until what almost over 10 years was it 10 years yeah Yeah, it was over 10 years yeah they didn't get in 2006 was when strike force started that's when women's mma kind of got into the the forefront well Well, i know there was women's mma before that i I understand what you're saying you're saying actually was put on the stage and put into almost into main event type situations Yes, because look, if you were fighting on the small shows at King of the Cage and other smaller shows back then as, as a female fighter, there was nowhere for you to look forward to going. There was, there was nowhere. Then Strike Force came along, and now it was like, okay, now I know I need to keep training because I have an actual show that's on TV that I can go to now. And, um, and so that there, was, there was room for them to go ahead and dedicate their life to doing this, to, to, to live their dream. But that didn't come until 10 years after. So I feel like women's MMA is slightly behind men's. But this right here at 20 years old, Lucinda watching her fight, the style in which she fought, just the speed, the combinations, the way she... Great job. I mean, absolutely amazing. I look at where they're at right now. I look at it to like the Frank Shamrock era. But now I think oh, they're, they're past, past that. that Frank Shamrock era. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I had said that for the longest yeah. time. I said they, women's MMA was stuck in that Frank Shamrock era where the grappling and the striking and all that stuff was really good before it was you're really good at one thing, maybe two things, but you weren't good at everything just yet. They're past it now. Oh, yeah. They're good wrestlers. They're good grapplers. They're good strikers. They're, and they've got, they're possessing power now. Like it, they, it's, they are not one-dimensional. They're not one and just one and two trick ponies. They've got the full package. And this new generation that's coming up, shit, John, it's going to be for some fun, fun yeah. fights. We've seen some great female fights. I mean, Joanna, Whaley Zhang, like we've seen a lot of really good fights like that. But this next level of young, talented female fighters that are coming up, I'm excited. I'm excited because they have laid it on the line for so, so many times. And now they're going to be putting these type of fights in main event cards and co-main event situations, and they've got to deliver. And this fight absolutely delivered. I thought it was a great fight. Well, it's kind of it, you're talking about going back to the old times. It used to be, and the women were so uh, focused on delivering a good fight, proving that they were fighters, that they belong. Yeah. That many times on those cards the woman's fight was the best fight of the night because they both went after it. There was no, I, I need to play it safe here. I need to be careful. Things kind of cha- have changed a little bit, you know, and they've gotten more, you know, based upon, I got to be more tactical and I totally understand it. This fight went back to that whole thing of, we need to go out and show that we belong. And man, both of them went out yeah. there and showed that they belong in the UFC. They both had great, great performances. 
And uh, I mean, what can you say? Between yeah. between that fight and the Landwehr Onama fight, I don't care what happened on the rest of the card. It, those two <laughs> fights were fantastic, and there was other good fights on there, but those two fights that makes an entire card worthwhile. Yeah the uh, the next fight was I don't know how you say his last name Mirzakhanov. Mirzakhanov. Mirzakhanov versus Clark. <clears throat> Mirzakhanov, he's a, he doesn't seem like he's a big guy. No, but he's he got power. should be fighting, I think, at 85, but he's got power. But yeah, the other thing he's got, and this is what, if people go back and watch that fight, I want you to watch certain things about foot placement and footwork mm -hmm. because that was the difference. When you see a guy being able to off-angle his opponent and how many times, because he's fighting from a southpaw, and he's stepping outside of Devin Clark's foot and taking the corner on it to where Devin Clark has zero ability to be offensive against him. And Azmat is lighting him up based upon the angle that he's created and that he can't be hit and lands the huge shot, huge shot to the body, huge shot to the head. He did it time after time after time in this fight. And you look, and you, you look at Devin Clark, he says, you've got to... You, don't let him take that step. You've got to you've got to force him the opposite way. You know, don't he couldn't he couldn't stop it. And it was man, I, I give it to Mirzaganov. He is a good fighter. He's technically good. He doesn't look, you know, that great, but he's got power in his shots. He throws beautiful combinations. And when he does, he throws them with a lot of snap. He's got a good chin and he's he wrestles well. You know, the guy's a good fighter. There's a reason he is undefeated. If you're Devin Clark's corner, you guys got to be thinking. Um, you're got to be. He needs to start being more of the the hammer and less of the nail. He's yeah. allowing people that are not as big as him. He's allowing people that are probably not as good as him yep. to push him backwards to make him fight off of his back foot. That's a recipe for disaster. I don't care how good you are. Not you need to be. Like you need to be almost a level of a, a Alice Bahia or a or a um, uh, who's the champ at one eighty five? Adesanya. Uh, Izzy. <laughs> Adesanya. You've got, yeah, you've got you've got you've got to be just as good off your back foot. Yeah. Izzy can fight off of his back foot. He's oh. brilliant, dude. Are you talking? Got to be that. Think of that. Think of his knockout against Whitaker and the way he threw that yeah. off his. It wasn't even off his back foot. He was, he was leaning, leaning backwards. backwards and stuff. Yeah, crazy. You've got to be. You've got to be that good if you're going to fight that style. Devin Clark, you're not that good on the back foot. You need to be more of a bully. You got those tree trunk legs. You've got power. You can wrestle. Like, go out there and push people around. Take the center of the cage. Find a way to start fighting a little bit differently. Because and it's okay to circle and back away here and there to catch your sure. breath. But get back out there and dictate the pace. You were getting pushed around by a guy who's probably supposed to be fighting 185. That should tell you something. So, um... Good, good performance by him. Uh, Kuchera versus Lipsky. Wow, fast. I was really surprised. The The power was the big difference. She, when Lipsky got hit, you could see it like, ooh. Yeah. You yeah. know? and Yeah, she was like, oh, shit. Kuchera just, I don't... and she just yeah. put it on her, did what she's supposed to do. Yeah, I, talking about, you know, a good fight and well fought was Mearshart against Silva. I thought... Yeah, know, Gerald Mir Joe Mirshard looked good in that fight, and he fought smart. And at time, you know, he he got his takedowns, but he didn't. You know, always he's always looking for the neck. You can see as he's in any situation, that dude is always looking to say, yeah, 
I can get your neck here. I can get your neck here. I can get your neck here. But he he didn't make the mistake of going after something and getting put in a bad spot. Um, look, he hurt Silva, and that's how he got the you know the choke at the end. It's a, it goes down as a submission, but it was based upon his hands. He hurt him in the stand up, and that's you know that was yeah. a a big win in my opinion for Mearshart because Bruno Silva is a good fighter, and you know, Bruno Silva had a very good fight against Pahea, who's going to end up fighting Izzy now and stuff. So. Yeah, that was a, he a, did have a good fight against uh, against. Uh, yeah, Bahia. he did. Yeah, so, great win, um, great Mershart, win for John, what I learned about with Mershart, though, if you go back and you watch some of his previous fights, I believe he fought Duran, and with that fight, if you look at his body, he looks like a different fighter right now. He looks like he is. His body style seemed a little bit trimmer this time. Seemed like he's got a built a little bit more muscle. Maybe it's the spray tan. I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> <Spray> he's. <laughs> But he he looked a little bit more fit, and I mean I know he was fit in the past fights, but he looks like he is constantly progressing himself as as a as a fighter as well as taking care of himself, you know, um, health, you know, uh, physically, yeah. wise, yep. physically, and so and it look it looked he looked good. I he thought I have to second I have to second what you said. He looked phenomenal. I thought he looked great. Um, good fight by Angela Hill, yes. and she fought uh, Lupita. Look. I thought, honestly, that Laputa was going to come out and wrestle more. I mean, at least threaten the takedowns a little more, yes. get more of that top position. I agree. Your wrestling pedigree, you, your wrestling pedigree, your ability to get takedowns, your ability to deliver top, like gr vicious ground and pound, heavy shots on the feet and on the ground. Utilize that a little bit more. She made it a stand-up stand fight. fight. And as the fight went on, Angela Hill's speed played a factor as the fight went on. She was able to touch her the kicks. Angela Hill has some really fast kicks. She's got to start hot throwing the kicks and then throwing the combinations after that. She really just throwing one kick, one kick. But she's taking the fight on short notice. I guess she was already kind of training for a fight before those, yeah. what I kind of heard. But she but she still came in. I, she fought a great fight. She fought a good fight and was just able to out-touch Lupita. It was a good fight. Lupita had a good fight as well. She had a couple of good moments with like the flying knee attempts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But... I thought she won the fight. I thought it was a good fight by Angela. I thought she fought a smart fight. I did not think that Lupita fought a smart fight against someone like Angela Hill. This is like, don't play into the strength of your opponent. Why are you doing that? We know where Angela is strong, and we know where if you're gonna if you're gonna get a win against her, where you're probably gonna put her to get that win. And that's not the way that Lupita came out and did it, and that's why she walked away with an L. Well, let's let's. I want to go back to Angela Hill and tell you guys don't you can't. Everyone's like, oh, she she should have beat uh, Angela Hill. Angela Hill's losses have a majority of them been like split decisions. Oh yeah, a lot of them she probably should have freaking won. That's how good she is. Yeah. Like she, she really is. You're Her really just could be so different. It would be should be so different. Yeah. Some of them should be different. So don't don't look at who she, who what her record shows. She's a fucking she can fight. Yeah. I almost said she's a dog, and people got on me about it. Yeah. Saying, "Stop calling it's a, female fighters." Nah, dogs. you're not talking like, about their looks. You're talking about their heart. A, There's a it's difference. A term of endearment. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, there. But she, uh, she's she's an animal. She's fought. She'll fight anybody, and she she just proved that she'll fight anyone. This time she came out. She's able to get the win. Uh, good job by her. Uh, any other fights on this card? Yeah, I want to oh, say you want. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, no, go ahead. Go. You go. Nina Nunez came out. I thought she yeah. fought a very good fight against Cynthia Covey. And I want to talk about, you know, her uh, stepping away from, not stepping away from the sport, but stepping away from being a fighter in it. She put her gloves down. She says she wants to be a mom again. Congratulations to you. You've really had a, uh, a good career for someone that, you know, started doing this just to be physically fit and things like that. You know, she's, you know, the wife of, Amanda Nunez, they've got a family now. She wants more. Congratulations to her, man. Yep. Every you really went out and did did a great job. Yeah, that that's um something like myself, men won't understand is that like, hey, they want to try to have a family and step put put their career aside to do something like that. And she's uh, in a position now that, you know, Amanda is back, you know, being the, the champ champ. And so champ champ. Um, champ, champ. And so uh, she's going to step away and, and enjoy being a mom and enjoy, um, you know, living that lifestyle. And that's, that's got to be a very difficult decision, John. Like, just yeah, because guys don't have to, it, it's different no. for guys. Guys don't have to make the same decision because it's like, hey, we, yeah, well, let's have a kid. Great. Well, I'm not the one carrying it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So this is true. It, it's, it's a totally different thing, but you know, congratulations to you and, you know, best of luck with everything. I'm going to give a little love to my man, uh, Mowgli. Mowgli, Mowgli came back off of a bad loss. Yep. Looked good. good. You know, that kid that he fought, though, is tough. Like, it, not just tough, but the kid's scary good. Like, it, he reminds me a little bit of a young um, Yair Rodriguez with the yeah. flying kicks, the Very style, like, and a yeah. little bit of a crossover of Steven Thompson because of the way his stance is. But I like Yair Rodriguez, the, the speed of the spins, the speed of the flashiness, all that stuff. Uh, the kid looks really good. He looks tough. He just got clipped, and uh, you know Mowgli and him were getting after it. I mean, it was it was a good fight up until that moment. But congratulations to Mowgli, man. Get you back on track. Get you going. Congratulations to you. Tyson Nam looked really good. Tyson Nam is a he's gonna be a problem. O'Day was doing good until Tyson Nam just touched until that up. Tyson Nam touched him. Yep. Tyson Nam's gonna be a problem for people. Yeah. He's gonna be a fucking problem. He's he's yeah, good. He I'm excited for him. Yeah. All right, John. Well, hey, that's about that's going to wrap us up on the UFC talk. Let's go right into some news. What do you got for us, Dave? All right. So uh, I do have a couple of fights, but one thinking is just based on time here is we have the PFL coming up with Kayla Harrison next week and then the UFC pay-per-view. So those two will be on the midweek show, and I think we'll carry over um, the two fight announcements, and then there's a fight report that came out as well um, of a rematch. So we'll carry that into the midweek show, and we'll let you guys – Hash it out on um, some comments from Dana White that came out this week. He did an interview with GQ, um, talked about a bunch of stuff. But one of the things that um, he said was he was asked about Khabib being the GOAT in the sport. And Dana White took the position that Khabib retired too early uh, to be considered the GOAT. Dana puts uh, John Jones in that position and he, spe and he talked about, you know, John Jones coming back to fight a heavyweight this year there's still plenty of room for john jones to cement that and so um want to let you guys hash that out um with dana white's comments for the last little bit of the show here uh, i don't I, disagree I, with him I, i'm just it, I'll, I'll put it right out there and you, you can comment on what i say i don't disagree with him at all i think that he did retire too early i think that and here's the difference he is undefeated john jones is undefeated too all right, let's just put it out there. They have both had, and you're going to get people who said, yeah, but John Jones, you know, he should have lost this one. He didn't. He didn't lose anything. Just like Khabib had fights where people said, oh, he should have lost. He didn't. He didn't lose anything. 
All right, it's time to talk about being healthy this summer. Going into the fall, get, get rid of that nasty smoking habit or vaping habit that you have. Breathe Fume is the thing that is going to make you a better person come the new year. Start now with Fume. Fume is this beautiful, prominent, that is just incredibly crafted. I'm telling you right now, I do woodwork. This thing is fantastic, and it uses essential oils to give you that same hand-to-mouth feeling that smoking or vaping is part of. It becomes a habit, and so you just naturally reach to that cigarette or that vape, which is so bad for you. Fume is the alternative that you can use that is natural. It has no effect on you at all. It is not going to put any type of smoke out in the air or vape fume out in the air. You can do this anywhere. You can do it in the car with your kids because it's not going to affect them in a bad way. You can do it while traveling. Breathe Fume is the way for you to become a healthier person in 2023. Start now in 2022. Go to Breathe Fume. Use the promo code of weighing in. So Breathe Fume is Breathe Fume with no E-F-U-M slash weighing in. Use the promo code weighing in and you will get 10% off of your initial purchase. There's all types of essential oils, all kinds of flavors. They're fantastic. I'm telling you right now, this is a product I believe in. I use it. Go to Breathe Fume. Start using it now. Now, I've always said that the most dominant fighter I've seen in the cage has been Khabib. He, he dominated great fighters in rounds, you know, 10, 8 rounds, you know, consistently at times. John Jones is the most talented fighter that I've seen in the cage. And if here's the big difference. John Jones has had, what, 15 title fights? How many, how many title fights does Khabib have? Five? Three. Okay. Three or four. Yeah, Three see, four. so, and, and that's really, look at, that's a huge difference. Huge difference. And I think that's what Dana is talking about when he looks at this and he goes, look, Khabib's awesome. But to be the greatest of all time, Anderson Silva had how many championship fights? Mm -hmm. John Jones had how many championship fights? Well, Khabib should have had that, you know, that strand where he was winning title fights up to close to 10 for me to now say, yeah, you're the greatest of all time. And he, he didn't get there because he retired it and that's okay. But you know, this is something people are going to argue forever. You have your favorite fighter, whatever. I do agree with Dana. I think Dana is being honest about it. You know, when he says, no, I think John Jones is, and I would agree with him. Uh, I'm a homer for my boys. You know that, yeah. but I got to agree with you. Well, I got to agree. I got to agree with the fact that he did retire too early and there's nothing against, I, no one's going to say anything about him retiring too early. He did it for no. personal reasons. And that it and, was the right um, choice if it's for him. Yeah, and it was the right. It, it was for him. It was for his family. It was for right. the promises he made to his mother. And and you're um, and he deserves to do whatever he wants to do. Now, yeah, I agree with you absolutely. also that he is the hands down been the most dominant fighter ever to step foot in the cage. Most dominant fighter ever, ever. Yep. Now, John Jones, like you said to me, is the most talented fighter. Um, I don't put John Jones as the goat. I don't put Anderson Silva as the goat. Um, I do it based off of people that have never tested positive for anything. That's how <laughs> I do it. Now, look and look and. Uh, John, if you want to, if you want to have a department where you include everyone, positive test or not, John Jones is number one. Yep. I, I'm not going to deny that. Yep. I won't deny that. But I'm going to say the ones that never tested for anything, I'm going to put GSP. Okay. GSP to me is GSP is the goat. I'm okay with and, that. 
and that's that's it. Like if you want to have two separate categories, one is one that never tested positive, which I put GSP. Well, the one you want to put them all in there, I put John Jones. It seems fair. Like it's yeah, absolutely you know, that's that's how it is. Uh, in terms of with uh Habib, he is the most dominant. I think he did retire too early. I would have loved to have seen him fight a lot more. Um, I don't believe that anyone has ever defended the title, the lightweight title, more than three times. So I think this comes down to, I think Charles is now, this is his fourth defense, correct? This is fourth? Mm, can, you yeah. put, can you look that up, Dave? Well, he won um, against Chandler. He beat Justin. He beat Dustin. And so this will be his third defense, but his fourth championship fight. Okay, so I think it's four titles or three de- three title defenses. No one's yep. ever defended the title. I think three times, more than three times. Wait, in so the, in the lightweight division, he won it with Chandler. He won it with Chandler. He won it with Chandler, yeah, but so he's got he two defended wins. it twice. So I don't think anyone Khabib's defended it three times. And that was, I think, that was the, the no one outside of the lightweight division has ever defended it more than three times. So if he, I, I but here's the thing, in that in that division, right? You got BJ Penn, you got Khabib. Those are the two top guys, I think, ever in the lightweight division, I think. Uh, I would hold them probably in there. Those are the two best guys in the lightweight division that have defended it three times. Um, Frankie's up in that mix, too. Um, and then who was the other? Uh, Jens Pulver was up in that mix. So you've got those, but I would say it would be between BJ and Khabib right now. Charles Oliveira may very well pass him. Oh, yeah. he, may, he may be able to get a win over uh, Islam. And then you have to defend it one more time to beat to beat the three time defending it, but I mean he's he's got his hands full with Islam. Islam's going to be a, a tough fight for him, but it's going to be it's going to be a good fight. Yep. I, I, as much as people want to talk about, I'm a homer for my guys. I'm a I'm an extreme big homer for Islam because I train with him a lot, a lot. Him and Khabib were like my two major well, main training partners when I was there. And hold on, th- I want to say that's part of what gives you your belief when you have. Mm-hmm when you have felt what they do and you understand how good they are and things, you try to do things in the, in training and nothing works against that guy. Yeah. It puts it in your head. Dude, you have no idea how good this guy is, you know? And and I understand why you say it, but he's, he's got a tough fight. He does. No, Charles has a very tough fight and Islam has a extremely tough fight. This is not going to be an easy fight for both of them. No. Um, it was, it won't be easy. This fight will be on the ground. Scary fight for both. Come down. Yeah, it is because Islam is used to doing things in a certain way and he's going to have to change up some of those things to avoid getting caught in a guillotine and avoid. I mean, you go back to watch to the uh, Drew Dober fight. I mean, was it Drew Dober? No. With the guillotine? No, it was uh, Chris Wade. I got that out of my mind uh, with uh, Chris Wade. The arm, the, the guillotine on that, he was able to get the sweep and reverse and get to the top position. But Islam was, he got, you know, got, he got careless. And you can't afford to get careless against someone like Charles on the ground in that type of situation. You may have been able to get away with it with Chris Wade. You're not getting away with that with Charles Oliveira. Now, in terms of the top positioning, grappling, all those things, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the pressure and the control and all that to 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 Islam. But I, I wanna see look, and this will solidify, I believe, if Charles Oliveira gets past Islam and he defends it one more time, we won't be having a conversation anymore on who the best lightweight who the best lightweight in the no. world is. It'll be him. Yeah. So it's, you know, because no one has gotten past defending that title three times, not in the lightweight division. So, and I think it'll be, I think it's fair to say that if Charles can do that, then the conversation will be over and uh, there's no more conversation to be had about it. But we now, need conversation because goat, that's, what, that's what we do. Yeah, we do. But then the, <laughs> um, but then the, in terms of the GOAT, 
No. And John, I said this earlier in the show. I'm tired of people throwing around the word goat. I stop. Uh, like it, it's, it's going to change. Yeah. It's going to change later on. It may take a while for it to catch up to the John Jones conversation because, like you said, John technically shouldn't have ever lost that fight or whatever no, it was. There's that. And and then on top of it, he's defended his title 14, 15 times. And if he goes up and wins a title at heavyweight, you're you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a real hard time saying that he's not the best fighter to ever do it. That's right. So what else? You got something else for us? Uh, that's going to wrap us up. All right, well, hey, go to WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. We got a new shirt out. We also got the five-round main event out, but the new shirt is called what? What is it called? Ten Podcast, nines and Dave? ten eights, ten baby. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is handing out ten eight rounds. With buddy. the big, I always John. win. I always win I on his shirt. <laughs> I love it. This, I gotta get, this, is, this is awesome. I'm going to give you one of these shirts. I always win. Uh, I've noticed John has got a goatee, and I've got dyed hair, so this must be a throwback. Definitely we from the young. past. When we were young, yeah, because John has big arms there. Yeah, definitely from the past. <laughs> definitely from the past. Uh, who, who did who did the who did the design on this? So the same guy did the five round main event. So it's a rebellion artwork, nice. rebel lion rebel artwork, lion. rebel yeah. lion artwork, or rebellion. That's nice. That's a good little play on words. It is. I like that. Yep, yep. So if you got if you guys uh, if you guys like these shirts, you guys like our five round main event Street Fighter uh, type show that we're do on our clip channel. Why don't you guys check them out? Rebellion artwork. Um, give them a little follow on Instagram. And uh, hit them up, man. Let them know uh, we thank them. You guys thank them for the five-round artwork and also this new shirt that's out. So go to Wayne and Podcast. Pick up some of our merch. I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. And once again, John, I was right. So people in the comments. <laughs> people in the comments are going to start eating you up again. But They're that's so okay because I don't mad. look at the comments. It's all right. <laughs> ah, they get so mad that I'm right, John. I'm right. I, they, I want them to admit it. I'm going to go back through last week's show and all the comments. All said, right. You're so stupid. Dom's going to do that. Okay, gonna do I'm going to do this. I will look at the comments <laughs> off of this show. So if you guys want to leave a comment, leave a comment. I'll read them and I'll see what you say about Josh. And if there's something about me, I'll, I'll read it. You will not read them. Miss McCarthy will read well, them. Well, that's how I normally get it. If there's something, she's the one that reads the stuff. <laughs> she will like, screenshot yeah. it. <laughs> Send it to you. <laughs> All right, go ahead, John. Take All us right, away, for bro. everyone out there. I hope you had as much fun watching some fantastic fights. The UFC had some incredible fights. Those last three were outstanding, especially the co-main and the one before. Unbelievable. Great job by Mr. Goichi Yamauchi in the finals of the Bellator. So everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed the show. Have fun. Be good to someone. Do something kind just because you can, and we will see you.